the next few minutes then we're looking at the goal of being a disciple and that is obviously to be like Christ. There's a lot in that and Molly shared some of that with us and I found it interesting actually. There's been, there's been a bit of a theme the last few weeks. Obviously we're looking at discipleship but as people have shared there's been a bit of a theme through what people have been sharing from the stage. We had Jackie uh, Roberts and then Jackie McCubrey and then Molly and they all shared that in their journey the thing that has been maybe maybe most important to them or definitely vital has been church. I just find it interesting the people who have been on the road for so long, who are firm in their faith and who, who have, re have really experienced what it is to be blessed by Christ, well, they would tell you church is where you need to be. And, and it's not even just, they're not just talking the Sunday meetings because like, like it was said this, this morning, we don't just want to put on some sort of holy club that people attend on a Sunday and then, and then that's it. We don't think about it the rest of the week. You know, they're saying, be a part of the church family because that's what it is. It's a family. And, and I hope, maybe, maybe you're here tonight as a visitor and you have your own church and you're more, you're more than welcome here tonight. I would just encourage you, to whatever, wherever it is, whether it's here, whether it's another church, be plugged in. Because these guys know what they're talking about. Be plugged in, not just on a Sunday, but serving your church um, throughout the week as well. We have so many opportunities for people to meet, whether it be... Um, on a Tuesday night together, we pray and we have our Bible studies and different, different, obviously, the men's and the women's events as well. Outside of that, we have life groups going on. If you're a young person, we have something for you. If you're in the older end, we have something for you. If you're a young family, there's something for you to attend. But what they're, what they're saying and what I'm now saying is this is vital to your walk to being a disciple this is what you need it's not a case of just us putting on meetings so we can have a nice time together this is what you need in order to sustain your faith church and obviously meeting with god's people gathering together with family but also god's word and we're going to turn to god's word i'm going to look at a few different verses um, tonight, and we're going to uh, look first at Ephesians chapter 4, hopefully. Paul, if you click on that first slide, mate. Brennan, thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, we're looking at Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verses 14 to 16. Um, so, because tonight we're, we're talking about what it means, um, what the goal is of being a disciple, and it's to be like Christ. Because you see, God's desire for all who know him, and not for his disciples, those who, the, who, those who follow him, his desire, God's desire for all who know him is for us to become more like Christ, more like his son, Jesus. And we do this first growing in our knowledge of Jesus. Growing in what we know about Jesus, about Christ. And how do we get that? We get that from God's word. We, we get to know Christ by, as Molly said earlier, spending time with him. Spending time with Jesus. Spending time in his word. Spending time in his house. And it stands the reason that we cannot grow to be like somebody that we do not know. We need to, need, we need to get to know Jesus the deeper our knowledge of Christ, the deeper our understanding of him, and the more like him we become. 
Among other reasons, we are to know and understand Christ so that we will be secure in our faith, so that we will be unwavering. It's a little bit like what I was sharing this morning, if you were here. If you weren't, then it's on our YouTube channel, and I encourage you to go and watch that. We had a great morning together in church today. But yeah, to be secure in our faith, we need to know Christ. And we know him through his word. So we're going to read a few of these verses together. The Apostle Paul reiterates this truth in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 14 and 16. says, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head. That is Christ. From, from him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Church, let me pray. We'll begin to study God's word together. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that we, we have the freedom to gather here. God, let us never take that for granted. Lord, I thank you for um, your disciples. I thank you for the people that are here tonight that know you and love you. We pray for those who don't yet know you. And we pray that as we would look at this, this topic of discipleship, Lord, that you would soften hearts, and not just, not just the hearts of those who don't know you, but all of us, God. Would we grow in the knowledge of your son, Jesus? Would we grow in affection for him? God, would you shape our hearts and minds? Lord, we ask all of these things in the holy and precious name of your son, Jesus. Amen. You see, we have a few verses there where Paul is reiterating this truth of growing in our knowledge of Christ. Because if we don't, it's so easy to be led astray. It's so easy to go in a different direction. We'll, we'll grow in things that we aren't supposed to grow in. Whatever you, whatever, you, um, whatever you bring in will come out. Whatever you consume, that, that'll become who you are. And so we want, we want to be people who are constantly and consistently loving God's word, loving God's church, loving God's son. We want to be in, in relationship constantly with Christ. We want to spend time with him because that's how we get to know him. And, and Molly earlier again was talking about the Bible study. It's so important that we know God's word. It's so important that we find ourselves in this as much as possible. And it's not like we get further down the line or we gain more experience and we no longer need this. We can't become complacent. You can't think that you've been on this journey so long that you know exactly what the preacher's going to say about that passage. And don't worry, because tonight isn't really for me anyway. It's for visitors. That's not the case. God can teach you something new. It's never the case that God stops speaking. We stop listening. So I encourage you to listen to what God is saying to you tonight. And maybe even it's just that. If it's nothing else, maybe it's just that. An encouragement to continue to come with the attitude that I'm going to learn something. I'm going to encounter God because he is alive and he is here to be encountered. 
And, and this fact that Paul, um, that Paul shares in Ephesians here, he repeats it. And I talked this morning about repeating myself, but I think that the Bible does it an awful lot because it continues to say what is important. I've said this before, but if something's true, if something is true, if you know something to be true, why would you ever say something to a different fact? You wouldn't. You continue to say what is true. You don't just put it to the side. So can I encourage you, continue to feed yourself on what is true. But yeah, we continue in God's word. And it's in 2 Peter um, chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. It says, Therefore, dear friends, since you already know this, be on your guard, so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure position but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. These passages show us that growing in the knowledge of Christ is the thing that will preserve us. And, and it's interesting to me that it talks about these lawless men. It talks about um, people who maybe aren't on the right track. And when, when it uses these these phrases for people who, who aren't in church or people who are unsaved or whatever you want to call um, whatever you want to call them it seems like it, it's like an obvious thing like oh yeah I know I know who to stay away from I'll, I'll not get caught up in that but then why does he continue to say it why does it continue to be repeated that you need to be in this you need to be in here you will get caught up because it actually talks about people who fall from their secure position. It's talking about people who are firm in their faith. It's talking about people who know where they're supposed to be and they're still led astray. That's why you need the church. That's why you need brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's why you need God's word. Even from a secure position, it's so easy to be led one way or the other. Grow in grace. It's, it's, it's okay to have grace and to know that you show grace to others. But the Bible continually tells us to grow in grace. It tells us to keep going. The Bible doesn't, doesn't tell us to get to a certain point and just stay there. It's about pressing on. It's about feeding more from the word of God. It's about being hungry for God's word. It's about growing in your love and affection of Jesus. It's about knowing his Holy Spirit, knowing what his Holy Spirit does, and knowing when his Holy Spirit wants to do something in your life. Are you open to that? Are you open to his Holy Spirit speaking to you? Because at times, that's going to feel uncomfortable. You know, I talk, about, um, I talk about people needing the church and I talk about things that we should be doing and I can't say any of that as a perfect person. I'm not. Jesus is. I just have a perfect saviour. I, I fall short of the mark as well so I don't want you to think that I'm getting at you. I want to encourage you. And if you're sitting in your chair uncomfortable, or you're saying, or there's something being said that's maybe getting under your skin, well, why don't you pray about that? Seek God in that. Because your goal is to be like Christ. And I can guarantee 
that if you're uncomfortable with being here, if you're uncomfortable with being told the truth, then maybe there's something in your life that needs worked out, something in your relationship with God that needs worked out. Because our goal in being disciples is to be more like Jesus. So can I encourage you simply, be more like Jesus. Grow in grace, grow in love, grow in compassion for each other. But never stop, never think you've made it. Because you haven't. I haven't made it. And neither of you. So the Bible encourages us, so I want to encourage us to keep going, to keep growing, to be consistent, to be constant. And in our love for God, and our love for his word, and in our love for church. And obviously I was talking about growing in your knowledge of Christ. But of course, knowledge alone doesn't produce a Christ-like character. That's not, that's not what we're saying here. The knowledge that we gain from God's word, it has to impact our hearts. It has to convict us of the need to obey what we have learned. It, 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 has to, it has to move in our hearts. It has to change our very person. There's a few verses here that I want to share from Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. Actually, do you know what? I'm getting a bit big from boot here, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to read that from the back. So, but yeah, Romans 12, 1 and 2. And it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Discern what is the will of God. Sometimes that is difficult. There are decisions that sometimes it is hard to discern God's will for your life by taking one job or another, or uh, yeah, decision, decisions like that. It's not always easy. And I encouraged the young adults a few months ago, if there's a decision that you feel glorifies, God's mo glorifies God more, take that, do that. Whatever it is that brings God the most glory, do that. And I guarantee that I know that there are people who can't be here tonight. And we pray for those who can't be here. We have all week. We do our best to look after people. But yes, I guarantee that if you can be here and you choose not to be here, the decision to glorify Christ, the decision to glorify Christ more, it is absolutely you being in his house. It is you being in his word. It's knowing him and loving him and loving others. See, these verses tell us emphatically that the process of filling our minds with the knowledge of God not only brings us closer to being like Christ, but obedience to that knowledge, it aligns us with the perfect will of God. So when we know what we know and we live that out, we allow it to shape our hearts, we allow it to change our characters, you are aligning with God's will. God's will is for you to be more like his son. 
So when you read the word and you begin to do what it says, guess what? You're becoming more like Jesus. And that's our goal. That's our goal in discipleship. It's to be more like Christ. The natural consequence of knowing and obeying God is that he becomes greater and greater while we become less and less as we hand over control of our lives to him. In John chapter 3 and verse 20, it says, He must increase, but I must decrease. And that doesn't mean thinking less of yourself. It just means that you grow in the knowledge of God and grow in the love of God. And by doing that, you become more like his son. That's a natural progression. It doesn't mean thinking of yourself lowly. It's just setting yourself to high standards, to being like Christ. The Christian grows to reflect more of Christ and less of of their own nature. And the book of Luke sums it up best when he describes what Jesus told his disciples in Luke chapter 9, verses 23 and 24. These are the final verses that I'll share. It says this, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will save it. The cross, the cross as it was, we talked about, we touched on this last week. The cross as it was, it was an instrument of death. And Jesus encourages us to take up our cross in order to put to death our old selves and our old sinful nature and to grow apart from it. He encourages us to take up our cross in order to put to death our old sin nature and to put it upon that cross. God wants us to um, forget about the temporary pleasures of this world and to be obedient to his word. Jesus is the living word and the Bible is God's written word. Written word. Therefore, conforming to the word of God is conforming to Christ. Reading the word and doing what it says will make you more like his son. It's important to realize that becoming more like Christ, it starts by receiving him as our savior. Can I encourage you that you are not here by accident? Maybe this is something, a journey that you've been on for a long time. Maybe this is something that you're just starting to explore. And I feel like no matter, no matter what side of that you fall on, everybody says at some stage, Everybody says, at some point I will. And, and can I ask you a question? What if today is the day of salvation? Because it's so easy to put it off. And I, I want you to know that it is so important to realize that becoming more like Christ, it starts by receiving him as your savior because you have sin that you need saving from. The Bible tells us that, and we don't hide from it. But praise God that he offers to us Christ as our Savior, as an atoning sacrifice once and for all. Then we grow in our knowledge of God by reading the Bible, by studying it all the time, and by being obedient to what it says. 
We get saved from our sins. We grow in our knowledge. And we begin to live it out. This process, it causes us to grow. And it occurs over an entire lifetime in Christ. It's, it's not something that you get to a certain age. Like um, you, you get to 33 and now it's like, well, I've been doing it now for like um, 20 odd years. So that must be me good to go. It's not like that. It takes a lifetime. It takes giving your everything. And only when we have entered heaven for eternity with God does this process reach its culmination? Does it reach its conclusion? Can I encourage you, your goal in discipleship is that when people see you and the things that you do and then the words that you say and how you conduct yourself, when people see you, they should see Christ. They should know that there's something different there. That there's something recognizable. Because you see, if you drive down a dark street and there's one house with the lights on, it's the one that stands out. The Bible tells us that we are to be salt. That the Christ's light is to shine from us. So can I encourage you in that and just finish by saying that to be more like Christ is to go into the world, to grow in grace, to grow in love, to know his word, to live it out. Allow me to pray and then the worship team are going to come. They're going to finish with a song. Lord, we thank you for your word. God, who are we to deserve what it is that you have given us so graciously? But God, we just simply come and we say thank you for who you are, for all that you're doing in our church. Would you bless each person that is here? God, I, I say thank you for what you're doing in my life. And God, I pray for each individual in this place. Would they be moved? Would they be touched by your Holy Spirit? It's in your son's holy and precious name we pray. Amen.